Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, the askew Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Askew? Yeah, askew. Askew you, man. <laughs> askew you, too. <laughs> uh, I've been called lots of things before. I don't know if I've ever been called yeah, askew. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, askew means unbalanced. You're a little off. Oh. I don't want to call you unbalanced because that was too on the nose. And I thought then you would get confused and like, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you're really good, Matthew, with your right hand, but you're not very good with your left hand. This so is So maybe... Maybe you should try out for the San Francisco Giants because they're the other way. Yes. Yes. In fact, I have an excellent chance of making the roster for the Giants solely based think, on my fact that I, I can write and hit with my right hand. I think all of Giant Cocktails Nation should just volunteer to try out for the Giants if we're all right-handed hitters. Yeah, you lefty, Heck, sorry. even if you're a lefty. if Well, yeah, sorry to you, but maybe who knows? Maybe you're a switch hitter and you don't know. Yes. Right? Right, you've you've been spending your whole time, I don't know, in the retail arts, and you didn't know that you were a major league baseball player at heart, um, or in skill or ability. Um, yeah. So, so that's 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 why you're askew, Matthew, because you're unbalanced, just like the Giants. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Hey. Uh. Let me askew you a question. Okay. Askew away. Askew <laughs> away. Uh. Would you rather have hands for feet? Or feet for hands. Now, to be clear, you would have four. Okay. But you'd either have four hands or four feet. Huh. In no situation would you have two of each. Okay, okay. But you would have all four. Okay. Well, see, I'm a runner. So on one hand, I, yeah. think, I think having I feet would be important. But I could, I could see some advantages with having four hands. Like, you know, four opposable <laughs> thumbs. There have been yeah. times where I've really wanted to be able to grab more than two things at a time. And so I. Wait, what? Okay, not get your head out of the gutter. You know, <laughs> I'm talking like drinks or, you oh, know, oh. or things, you know, where I oh, could. Just, oh, yeah. I could, I, instead of double fisting, I could quadruple fist. You know, yeah. like this is, I could see some mm. advantages to having four hands, four feet. I, I just, I, I think I would be all, you know, you'd be all toes. And then it would just, you know, I mean. <laughs> I think that would be. It'd, you know, it'd be pretty awkward. I think it would be. So but I, think about this though: if you were running with four feet, and you could run like you know. Yes, I did think like like a like a leopard or something. Yeah. Like, do you think that would be against the rules or anything? No. No, right? Yeah. How could it be against the rules? 
Yeah. I, I don't think it doesn't like I don't think in like it, like in sprinting or whatever like track and field they don't say you must keep hands no, off like, the ground no. right and then I'd sue their their ass off with you know the ACLU would come to my uh, come to That's my right. my side and be like why are you discriminating against the guy with four hands you know and right they would let right. me they would let me compete right sure. so I mean I think athletically you know speaking horses do all right they don't have any hands that's true but then it, but then again you have chimpanzees and those guys are pretty cool so yeah and i did think back to our roots you know the monkeys i think you know they they definitely uh they definitely have some cool things with the way they can climb and do all that with their four opposable thumbs and all so all I'm, right. I'm going four hands how about yourself well no i mean i you know like these questions aren't for me matthew they're for you <laughs> And so, so when I, when I, these are all, we all trying to get to know you better. We we don't, we don't need to know me better. Uh, And so inevitably I answer the question during every show, but I never think about it. Yeah. Um, But when you said quadruple fisting, I was like, oh, that's the answer. That's it. (laughs) I can hold four, I can hold four cocktails at once. That's right. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the obvious answer anyway, you know, cause like. You could do so much I, more know. with your hands than you can with your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Typing. I mean, you're all, the only career they wouldn't be able to do is like, you know, you wouldn't be able to have an OnlyFans with your feet. You know, I mean, that's pretty much the only thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's a thing. Ben. Anyway, a today thing. is Sunday, <laughs> April 16th, as we record this podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with it, Ben. <laughs> anyway, today is Sunday, April 16th, as we record this podcast. The San Francisco Giants were rained out on Sunday. Woo! We didn't lose. <laughs> we didn't lose, which means, which means that the Giants did not get swept by the Detroit Tigers, arguably one of the three worst teams in all of Major League Baseball. It's the Tigers, the Nationals, and, and the Giants. And then of course, <laughs> well, well, I was going to say it was the the Tigers, the Nationals, and the A's. Oh, oh. But now I'm going to say it's the A's, the Nationals, and maybe the Giants. Yes, yes, I think you have because to. Because, yeah, because the Tigers and the Giants have an equal record. And today, the Tigers were going to sweep the Giants and move one game ahead of them and prove that the Giants are in a bad, bad way. Yes, they went one and four for the week. Let's not forget that they lost a home series to their arch rivals, the, the Dodgers, who are not having a good opening to their season either. But in their world, that means they're 500. So... Um, it is kind of fun to see the Dodgers fans on on social media, though, just losing their minds. Like, like they have this right to have a winning record every year. It's kind of funny. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If you had a team as good as the Dodgers, you would be upset if they were five hundred too. Um, we're upset when our team doesn't get sort of marginally close to five hundred because we know how good our team isn't. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, the Giants went one and four this week. Um, they have only won one game. Um, let's see. They are. Uh, that puts them three games. They're five and nine now for the season. They are three games behind the first place D-backs. Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? What? Wait, are what? you sure? Read did that you again. Put the, who, who wrote the notes here? You what did. Look that up again. I don't believe it. They are nine and... Okay, look, it says right here under the... It's, okay, I had to scroll all the way to the bottom like usual. And... Um, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, nine and no, seven, they, the worst, it, the worst record, uh, the leading record in the National League. Yeah, they have they have a run differential of negative two. Which I mean, hey, you know what? That's basically five hundred. Their expected win loss is eight and eight, and they're nine and seven. So that's not. I mean, good for the D-backs. I guess that's, yeah, the Dodgers and the Padres, not doing so hot. Um, so, folks, you know, um, what the hell do we care? Okay, that doesn't matter to us. The Do- Giants are still underperforming, and that's still not okay. Right? Right. Right. I think the only uh, good thing is see. that no one's run away with it earlier. In the- or at least right. we're not in, like, the Tampa Bay Rays, you know. Division. Right. <laughs> Division. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But the good news is, Matthew, they don't just have to win their division to make the playoffs. Remember, they have the wild card. And and there are three of them, right? Yes. And 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 that's what this team is built to do, right? This team is built to be the worst wild card, card and just barely sneak into the playoffs, right? That's the master plan of Farhan Zaidi in the Giants front office. Third wild card is the worst <laughs> wild card. Right, Bob? Right? You think you think Farhan would know that. But no, that's that's the plan. The plan is third wild card. So let's just quickly check those standings. Uh let's see here. Let's scroll to the bottom because National League's on the bottom. Why is the National League on the bottom? It's the older league. I don't know. It's original major league baseball. I don't know. The alphabet or something. Anyway, okay, here we are. Uh let's see. Wild card teams. The Mets are in the very first wild card. Uh, okay, and then after that's the Chicago Cubs. Oh, good for them. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow. Wait, that's... Oh, but negative five run differential. Okay, got it. Uh, and then the Dodgers, Miami, San Diego, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, here they are. San Francisco Giants. Three games out of the wild card, but they have six other teams ahead of them, including the Dodgers and the Padres, which, again, you know, you know, misery loves company, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. And with the Padres, you know, the Giants don't have anyone named Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back anytime. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That is true. Um Hmm. Well, here's the silver lining. When I, I the, tell the me, what the, is the silver lining, Ben? The Diamondbacks and the Pittsburgh Pirates are currently in playoff position. That cannot possibly be what happens at the end of the season. Right. So we know that somebody else is going to have to fill those spots. It's not going to be yes. the Giants. I was going to say, <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like the Colorado Rockies are going to get hot. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, all of which is to say, yeah, you know, things are not um, things are not going well. And um, uh, well, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what's not going well. We're going to talk about the, the askew issue, which is a big problem. We're going to talk about um, one part of the, this team, which absolutely was supposed to be a strength and is anything but the bullpen and um and then we're going to talk about our defense is it really that bad is it feels like it (laughs) no it's pretty bad (laughs) it's pretty bad um you know and it's and and, but it's okay because we knew it was going to be bad 
right? Um, no, we didn't. It was like we brought in like guys that could like, you know, oh, wait, no, we did That's right. We got younger and more athletic. I wonder how Carlos Correa is doing these days. Oh, good question. Good question, Bob. You know what, Bob? I think we should make that a regular thing on the show. <laughs> I think so, too. I think too. we should do we should, the Correa watch. At least that's while we're, like, we're... out of playoff contention. We that's should that's right, because at least, at least, hey, look, if, if, he does, if he does poorly, then we can at least, you know, wallow in that. If he does well, then we can use that as extra ammo against Farhan, right? right. Those, those of you who, who dislike Farhan, like me, you know. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Farhan. So I'm sorry, Carlos. How's Carlos doing? Not good. Uh, <laughs> not good. He's not doing good, is he? Uh, let's see. He is. Uh, he is batting 208 with an on base percentage of 269. And yeah. then they just show us the OB, uh, OPS. His slugging percentage is 396 for an OPS of 665. Those are all not good. Yeah. He's got two home runs now, though. He's starting to hit hit the long ball. He is. Over the last seven games, he's hit two home runs, but he's still only batting a buck eighty-five over his last seven games. Yeah, yeah. The and the um and uh, he's only walked three times in in, uh, in thirty plate appearances, so he's got five hits. And you know, I, I feel like he's heating up. I feel like he's heating up. Um, and uh, you know, uh, the good news is uh, he's a right-handed bat, Matthew, and so he's starting to heat up. So once he gets going, all of our issues with left-handed pitching, they're going to. Oh wait, sorry, <laughs> that was alternate reality. That's bat. right. Yeah, he doesn't play for us anymore. <laughs> he doesn't play for us anymore. Or ever. right, he never did. But uh... never did. Never did. Um, yeah, yeah, never did. Um, Wow. Okay. Uh, I do. I do believe he has not been on the IL yet, and he can still walk on his leg. Okay. Uh, And on that note, Matthew, it's time for the trivia question. Well, you haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm going to mention it. Logan Webb signed uh, a five-year contract extension this week. And uh, which, you know, begs... So that that kind of, you know, which we know must have really hurt Farhan Zaidi to do. Right, I he mean, doesn't do things longer than three years, Matthew. Right, no. he doesn't. And I think you know, of course, the only reason he does is that that he's buying out the younger years of free agency and not you know the thirty-one and above years of free agency. That's right, which That's is right. the smart thing to do. Uh, so uh, Logan Webb uh, bought out his first three years, I believe, of free agency, uh, and the next two years of arbitration. And uh, which is a win-win, right? I think uh, Logan Webb gets some security. You know, uh, if he gets injured, he still walks away with quite the bag. Uh, and the Giants can get a guy that uh, hopefully will lead their their rotation for the next uh, five years. So uh, love Logan Webb, you know, the face of the franchise. He's kind of the guy that, that we all know. I mean, as we know, it's been a revolving door of position players and even pitchers. And Logan Webb has been a constant over the last few years. And, and now will be for the next five. So my question is, name the last four pitchers to receive five-plus-year contracts from the San Francisco Giants. Wow. Hmm. Okay, well, so first of all, congratulations to Logan Webb. He's changed his life. Good for him. Yes. Um, from the, you know, I, I did read a lot of people saying like, oh, people get mad when the office doesn't do things. But then when Logan Webb signs a five-year contract, it's crickets. 
No, like, good job, Farhan. You did the thing you were supposed to do. You did the easiest, obvious thing and extend your star starting pitcher. Congrats. You did the you did the bare minimum. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for doing the bare minimum. Thanks for doing the one thing that if you didn't do, then everybody would say you obviously should be fired. Hey Ben, uh, so, he, at least he didn't screw that up. Okay, that's <laughs> true, true. At least he didn't screw that up. You're right. You're right. So the people still on the Farhan bandwagon. You're right. Farhan did one thing right. Um, that being said. I have no idea, Matthew. I feel like I should throw out some names, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to hearing these names. Atlee Hammaker. (laughs) Okay. William Van uh, Van Landingham. Van Landingham. Boy, you're really pulling out some names. Uh, Oh, God. What was the guy with the teeth? Trevor. 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 Trevor Trevor. Trevor Trevor. Okay. Trevor Wilson. Oh, it's Trevor Wilson. That's right. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, come on, brain. Come on, brain. How about some people that are like in the last century? Or in the current century? <laughs> oh, you want recent ones? You sure. want recent ones. Yeah. Um, Matt Cain. Okay. All right. All solid, well, not all solid guesses. Some solid guesses. <laughs> Those were some pretty big pulls, man. They were, man. You were just Those were just some pretty big names. pulls. I was surprised you didn't say, like, Kruko. You know, <laughs> no, it's too easy. <laughs> that was too easy. I did Trevor Wilson and William Van Landingham. Come on. Yes. Giants fans, how many of you have woken up in the morning thought thinking of... Uh, of William Van Landingham and Trevor Wilson. Uh, there's a lot of our listeners who are like, oh, yeah, I remember his name from when I was like in my diapers yeah, and watching exactly. it with my dad on yeah, the TV, yeah. and I thought his name was so funny. Go Van on, Landingham. Go, on, go on, go on, baseball reference. You can see how they did. <laughs> Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you. Keep it on task, Bob. All yeah. right. All right, yeah. Bob's Bob's been a little active today. Bob's been like he has, he has. You know, right? Everybody knows that Bob's really the boss. Yes, Bob Bob is the mm-hmm. uh, uh, what? He's Charlie of Charlie's Angels, right? He's kind that's of, right. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you drinking, Matthew? All right, all right. Well, so today, folks, um, I'm drinking the Fernet Sour, and and the reason that I brought. The Fernet Sour to our cocktail show is actually Giants related. Uh, as I explained in our uh, happy hour episode, so you should go back and listen to that, uh, which we published on Thursday. Um, in the uh, Athletic, um, I, I think it was, was it Grant Brisby? Seems like a Brisby thing to say, uh, but maybe it was Andrew Baggerly. One of them wrote an article about Blake Sable for hitting his first major league home run and that when he was in the shower, they bombarded him with things pouring liquids over his head, which, uh, as he put it, the catalog of items dumped on him, as informed by his taste buds, were V8, beer, shaving cream, and mouthwash, the combined flavor profile of Fernet Branca, basically, quote unquote. So that that when I read that, I was like, well, shoot, now I got to do a Fernet cocktail in honor of Rule 5 Draft D Blake Sable, first major league home run. And so that is what I'm bringing today is the Fernet Sour. What's in a Fernet Sour? Fernet. Uh, so one ounce of Fernet Branca, 
one ounce of green chartreuse, one ounce lime juice, one ounce simple syrup. It is a perfect cocktail, same uh, amounts of each ingredients. Shake those all up in a uh, cocktail shaker with ice, double strain into a chilled coupe glass, and garnish with a lime wheel, and you have a frenette sour. So that is what I'm drinking today. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is a tasty cocktail, Bob. I will also apologize to those of you who maybe don't have green chartreuse already in your liquor cabinet because it is a hard-to-find liqueur right now. Basically, the monks don't care about us, man, and stopped uh, producing to the uh, level that we need it. But uh, anyway, it is a tasty cocktail. What are you drinking, Ben? Oh, well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. I, Bob, am drinking a Vesper also known as a Vesper Martini, made famous by Ian Fleming in uh, one of those James Bond novels. If you want to hear more about that, go listen to the Thursday episode where I talk all about it. Um, Let's see. uh, What's in it? Uh, One and a half ounces of gin, three quarters of an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of Lilit Blanc. I talk a lot about Lilit Blanc in in last Thursday's show. So if you want to know what that is and what it's good for, Uh, Go check that out. Um, You uh, combine all of the ingredients into a mixing glass with ice. You stir, not shake, and then you strain into a coupe or Nick and Nora glass. Then you express the uh, lemon twist over the glass and then hang it on the rim. And if you want to learn about the trials and tribulations that I had in making such such a twist, uh, listen listen to last Thursday's show. And that's what I'm drinking, Bob. A Vesper Martini. All right. Well, you know, I I feel like the uh, the Giants could use a little a little spy James Bond action. Uh, you know, just uh, maybe to figure out left handed uh, pitching. Because <laughs> uh, because uh. uh, traditional methods don't seem to be working. We've got uh, outfielders who have you know maybe has beens and never will bees. Uh, Ben, it's it's Heliot Ruff it's, out there. It's Heliot Ruff out there for sure. It's Heliot Ruff, real real bad. Whenever uh, uh, whenever there's a left-handed pitcher on the mound, uh, no, I mean the of the many things that are going wrong for the San Francisco Giants right now, um, this is the one that I think sticks out uh, the most. Um, because it, it pretty much exposes, well, this is the Giants' kryptonite, right? Left-handed pitching is the Giants' kryptonite. Um, the Giants have plenty of left-handed hitters who mash right-handed pitchers. But on the opposite side of the plate, um, it's an absolute nightmare. Um, and, and this is a large part, which explains the whole feast or famine thing that we've been seeing, right? You know, like the Giants have been scoring a ton of runs in a bunch of games and then not scoring enough runs in other games. And yes, there have been other things going on, especially in these last two games against the Tigers. But, but, uh, we are going to talk about those two things, a couple of those things later in the show. Um, but for the large part, the biggest problem that we have on offense is the fact that our right-handed batters... Well, they're guys who probably should be out of baseball or should never be in baseball. You know, you rough lovers 
and you Heliot believers, you know, flame me all you want. But right now, that's the truth. And uh, and uh, we are we are absolutely missing um, some key people. Right. I mean, yeah. one of our great, great free agent signees is a right handed hitter. Hanniger. I don't even remember his first name anymore. It might be the Vesper Mar- Martini. It might be the fact that I haven't seen him play yet. Mitch. 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 That's right. And then there's that other guy, the, you know, the union guy. Yeah. Slater. Austin. Uh, which, you know, I think before the season started, I think the casual Giants fan would be like, oh, Austin Slater, you know, not no big deal. You know, we've got all these other guys. Uh but it turns out Austin Slater's main job over the last couple of years has been to rake against left-handed pitching, and uh, and he did that well. And now we uh, we don't have that, and so it's it's gotten to the point now where teams know this. This is not a secret. So they're currently lining up their left-handed pitchers against the Giants. In fact, uh, Scott Harris. Uh, the the new baseball president of baseball operations for the Tigers, former GM of the Giants, uh, was you know was on the field before the game on on Friday, and as Dave Fleming on the radio broadcast said that uh, they were chatting you know out on the field and Jock Peterson comes up, and uh, and Harris turns to him and jokingly says you're going to get maybe one at bat this series. And what he was basically saying was, yeah, we're going to load up on left-handed pitchers and you're not even going to see the field. And and that's the strategy that I think every team is probably going to be looking at the Giants right now because they have no answer. Wah, 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 wah. And then sad trombone. Yes. Um, the irony, of course, there, Matthew, is that Jock got zero at-bats. <laughs> because Scott forgot the other thing about the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, which they're is, old and crickety. They're old, old, old and crickety, and they're always getting hurt. And so you know, haha, jokes on you, Scott. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, a little little side about that injury. Uh, each each injury that we have makes it more likely that Rule Five drafty Blake Sable is just going to be able to stay on the team all year long because they're always going to have a spot for him, Ben. Like there's yeah. going to be somebody injured, and and he's going to be the one that's healthy the entire year. Yeah, and that's so exciting because we're going to see him play bad defense in every position, <laughs> and I I am so here for it. Like I just yes, yes, like yes, I would love to see him muffin balls at third base. I'd love to see him throwing people out, base runners out at third, trying to throw base runners out at third from second, or just booting two or three balls a game. Or just shortstop. just just absolutely whiffing on every Tyler Rogers like riser, like he just can't <laughs> catch that pitch. And yeah. then if, uh, and I will say, like poor. I mean, this guy is learning on the job. This is a total aside. I know it's not what we're talk- supposed to talk about, but just. The guy's learning on the job, and he goes from Tyler Rogers submarine, eighty mile an hour, like over, and he can't catch that. Then the mm-hmm. next inning, he's trying to catch Camilo Duvall's one hundred and one mile an hour cutter. And, yeah, and, and nobody knows and, where it's going. And he, yeah, including Camilo. And so right. I just, especially I feel Camilo, like, poor guy. I just, you yeah. know, I mean, it's just well, it, it. It's tough. yes, right. Well, but, and so, but Blake Sable going to be there. Blake Rule Sable, yeah, Blake Sable all year long. Yeah, because everybody's going to be hurt. And I'm not ready to give up on this team yet, right? Like, I I think think there's time for them to right the ship. 
Um, no, there's not time, Ben. Do you want to know the numbers? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. What's going on? Is we're in bizarro world? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Because I can't numbers. believe that you're Pessimist. actually defending this pathetic no. team. Yeah. Uh, no. So tell me. So this is the reason why teams are lining up lefties against. So if you're a left-handed pitcher, you could you could I mean you could be like you know Warren Spawn and be like you know you know digging out of your grave to come pitch against the Giants because their their average batting average against right-handed pitchers pitchers two sixty-seven, batting average against left-handers two oh one. Pashaw, batting average is an old stat. Okay, all right, all right, that's true. Okay, let's go to on-base percentage. On-base against right-handers, a a healthy 360 on-base. That's pretty good, 360. Against lefties, a full 101 points worse at 259. Okay. Uh, Um, Yeah. So, and then slugging. So, you know, you know, can they hit the ball hard? Well, against right-handers, yes. Hey, hey, the uh, Giants hit lots of home runs. They're one of the right. best teams at hitting yeah, home runs. And that's what Farhan said. They're going to hit a lot of home runs this year. Exactly. 503 slugging against right-handers. 282 against left-handers. Wait a second. I need a recount. Okay. That can't. It can't be that bad. It's that bad. It, and then, so the OPS plus... Mm-hmm. So, the, which mm-hmm. is you know, it's factored for ballpark and all right. that. This is the easy number. This, this is, is the easy number. Hundred percent right? is average. Hundred yeah. percent is average. They're one thirty-four OPS plus against right-handers. Well, that's pretty good, right? One thirty-four. Yeah, it's thirty-four percent above league average. That's excellent. I mean, what are you complaining about then? Well, it's forty-seven against left-handers. One forty-seven against left-handers. No, yeah. forty-seven. 53% worse than league average? Is that how you do it? I don't even know. I'm terrible at math, but I know it sucks. And if, if 100 <laughs> yeah, is average yeah, and 47 is what they're batting. Let me carry the one and divide I need four uh, hands yeah, to like yeah, count yeah. all the fingers. I got but... a secant and cotangent. Yeah, nope. Yeah, it equals it. It equals they suck. They suck. So you're, you're right. sitting there like, oh, things are going to get better. How are they going to get better? Okay, like, oh, we're going to wait for Hanniger and Slater to come save the day? Yes, like, that is yeah. definitely the plan. Okay, look, okay, look, that is the plan. <laughs> that is the plan, just so everybody's clear, okay? <laughs> That's the plan. Wait for Hanniger and Slater to come back because... Then you'll see. Then you'll see how great and smart then you'll we are. See. And then you'll all see how smart I am. <laughs> That's Farhan Zaidi right now. You know You know what I hate about this, Ben? <laughs> What? What Listen to me. I like being the positive one. I like being the one that has like sees uh-huh. the bright side on everything. But watching this team has been like maddening for the first two weeks, and I just I'm I'm sitting there trying to convince myself that this will all work out and that they'll be fine and that it's early and you know, all those things that you tell yourself when your team sucks right out of the bat. Uh, and yet, then I see these numbers, and I'm like, holy crap, we're awful. You're like, holy crap, my brother was right. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't go that far. And that Hold must it. be the worst part of yeah, it, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that. Not saying that. <laughs> well, folks, this is an 84-win team as long as it's healthy, and it hasn't been healthy. And, um, yeah. I mean that's it. Like th- that's that's what's happened here, right? The entire uh, the especially in the outfield, their right-handed hitters are are missing. And they're replacing them with people like Darren Ruff. And ask New York Mets fans how good Darren Ruff is. Um and and Elliot Ramos and uh, you know, uh go ask baseball reference how good Elliot Ramos is. Right? And 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 that's that's the reality of it. 
And and you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's why we're going to see left-handed hitting Blake Sable making, you know, defensive errors hither and yon is is because they just don't have anybody else. Right. And and with all of their chirping about their depth. Here it is. We're we're two weeks into the season and the depth is completely depleted. And teams know all they have to do is line up an average or even below average left-handed pitcher and they'll be they'll be competitive against the Giants. And that I mean, you know, yeah, and the solution is, you know, Haniger and Slater getting healthy. The good news is Slater is starting his rehab assignment. The bad news is Mitch Haniger Still nowhere to be seen. Yeah, apparently and, he had a setback where his back tightened up on him or something like yeah, that, too. So Yeah, yeah. Well maybe he's been watching some of these Giants games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my back's been tightening up too. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I I I I the, the, hmm. I I there's not a lot to say about this other than hold on to your butts. Because if injury continues to plague this team as badly as it seems to, and it's starting to hit the the other side of the plate, right? Jock is hurt. Conforto is hurt. They haven't they haven't flat out put him on the IL yet, but like he's almost there. I think I feel like they just don't want to do it because they don't want me to start chirping about how many games both Hanniger and Conforto are spending on the IL. <laughs> Because, like, I, I, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be counting those. I'm going to count those up, and I'm going to compare to how many of those days there were versus how many home runs those two guys hit this season. Because we needed both of them to have 25-plus homer seasons. And right now, both of them are hurt. And that is not a good sign, especially in April. This could turn into what was a moderately competitive team into an absolute all-out disaster if the injuries continue at this rate. So this is a huge concern. Um, But it is a long season, and they might get healthy, and they might, you know, be able to salvage it. But the thing is, you're only going to miss, you're going to miss these opportunities. You only get to play the Detroit Trigers once if you're a National League team. And... Uh, you know, it's that that opportunity's gone. The good news is the Giants get to play a lot of games against the A's. We still got and one more against the Detroit coming. Tigers. That's true. That's Ju- true. July twenty fourth, which is a great day. You and know, it was uh, <laughs> July twenty fourth. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, Barry Bonds' birthday. <laughs> that's right. Um, Jennifer Lopez's too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Cool day. Um. So you know, like, yeah, they they deferred that, but they got to get healthy in a hurry. And then they got to stay healthy because that has always been the risk with this roster. And yeah. they tripped a lot about how deep they were. Well, they've been caught in their lie now. Well, let, They're let not ask, that deep. Let me ask you about a right-handed hitter in the minors right now. He's batting, right. Three, batting 300. Casey Schmidt. He's batting 300? Yeah. Start the season. It's a PCL, though. That's like, that's like 220. Okay, whatever. But, you know, when you... Uh, I just want to know, like, at what point do we see Brandon Crawford having one of those fandom injuries, and uh, and Casey Schmidt coming up 
and playing shortstop for the Giants. Like I know That's it complicates really... it complicates things that he's the icon that he is. Yeah, I, but he's I, been struggling both offensively and defensively, and and at some point you got to be like, we got to save this season. And that is an interesting question. I I think. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm trying, and I'm just trying planting to, I'm tra- that seed because I just you know that I could see this happening sooner rather than later. If the I see it happening to too, because I think this front office is like knows when they're being exposed and is going to try to do whatever they can to like make themselves look smart. And you know, I mean, I you know what I kind of. It's as bad as I feel about seeing Crawford go out that way. And honestly, I think, though, that would be the best way, right? He just turns into a backup yeah, to the young guy. Um, quite, quite honestly, that's what I want to see happen, right? Like, what I would like to see is is either I'd like to see them right the ship tomorrow, right? People start getting healthy. They go on a run. They get back to being a competitive 500 baseball team. And maybe they catch lightning in a bottle somewhere. That's obviously what we all want to see. Yeah. But if they start running out of time and and things go in the wrong direction and things keep going as the way they are now, you know, by mid-June, I want to see Schmidt up. I want to see, hey, you know what? Keep Ramos here. You know, I want to see Blake Sable stay on the team. I want to be, you know, like, let's get let's get Bryce Johnson, make sure he stays on the roster once he's back and healthy and and just let as many of the young guys get major league experience and and so that but also let guys like JD Davis and and Wilmer Flores and um who am I forgetting? Oh, Conforto and anybody who's tradable. I think JD Davis is the, probably the biggest one out there. Yeah, but he's also our best hitter right now. Yeah, but if he, yeah, yeah, right, but if he's your best hitter and you're sitting in the cellar come trade deadline time, right? And I know that's a long ways away. Like I'm saying, I hope none it comes to none it doesn't come to any of that that they turn things around. And and a month from now, we're like they're 500, and we're like okay, they're still in this. Um, but if they don't, you got to start thinking in that way, right? Because you don't want to have what you happened had happened last year, where you did nothing, you didn't get better or worse, and uh, and you totally just blew the trade deadline. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. they can't make that mistake two seasons in a row. Right. Well, and I, and I think the other one, and we need to move on, but the the other one is Patrick Bailey. Batting mm-hmm. 320 in AA to start the season. Yeah. Switch, yeah. switch hitter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, why not bring him up? Add him to that yeah. mix. Meanwhile, um, Gary Sanchez. Oh, sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But anyway. But, you know, speaking of people sucking. People right? <laughs> speaking of people sucking. There's also the bullpen. Which is probably. Well, I mean, maybe it's. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Like, this is the one that really, really is a surprise. Yeah, it, this wasn't supposed to happen. We were supposed no. to have a really strong pitching staff, a top to bottom. We had all this depth. Uh, we have guys that are that are playing. Uh, you know, we had multiple starters, all this sort of thing. And right now, it seems like whenever we go to the bullpen, we're we're getting burned, and it's you know by a different guy every yeah. day. They've only got. I mean, the bullpen right now is it's Brebia, the the Rogers twins, Doval, um, and then I guess Stripling and Junis, right? You know, we we had we had Manea and we had um, 
I don't know who else was doing the tandem starts, but uh, Junis and uh, um, Stripling. Well, it was yeah. So yeah, so Junis Stripling Manea. Um, so so, but now, but like they because because one part of that bullpen, Ross Stripling, hot garbage. Um, who is still garbage and still hot, so still hot garbage, um, they basically declared that he's no longer a starter. He's no longer one of these tandem guys, right? They're not going to guarantee him three to four innings and give him alternating starts, which they were doing with, with him, Manea, and Junis, right? Right. That's that's no longer happening. Um, and uh, mainly because Stripling has been so bad. <laughs> right? Yes. And then and then Junis Junis had been okay. Um but but not so much. And um and then of course we have um so those are like all of the long the long relievers or the spot starters or the tandem starters or, or whatever you wanted to call them. One player that we haven't mentioned that's you know that's also been really bad is Sean Jelly. Sean Jelly, there you go. And uh, so between Sean Jelly, Brebia, Stripling, Taylor Rogers, I mean, there's a lot of ugly going on there, and uh, and so that's another area where maybe we start seeing some moves, right? Uh, you know, I just I don't feel like the Giants can sit back and wait for all these you know these guys to figure it out. And the problem is that not a lot of them outside of Jelly have options, right? So you're going to have to make tough decisions. And you're not going to get rid of Ross Stripling off of three starts. But they did move him to the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, they announced that this week. And I think they had to do that. They can't just keep putting him out there uh, to the tune of a nine ERA uh, and and expect you know everything to go well. So Right. Well, I mean, I think with Stripling, I think it depends on how badly he continues to perform. Right? If he's absolutely awful, I think they will get rid of him sooner. But I think if he continues to improve then now that they moved into the bullpen and they put him in lower leverage situations then yeah he's somebody that they can hang on to um i think the only person that really has a target on his back from this particular bullpen is brebia because because alexander and is performing well um you're not going to get rid of taylor rogers you just signed him to a three-year contract um, he's one of the few, he with his brother are one of the few marketable things that you have on the team. I just don't think that you're going to get, you know, we're not going to see Taylor Rogers go anywhere anytime soon. Um, right. Doval is Doval. You're not going to see him go anywhere. Um, they're going to let him, they're going to let him stay on the team the entire year. Um, so really, I, I think the only correction that they have here is Brebia, right? We really need Doval and, and Taylor Rogers to turn it around. And Doval hasn't been that awful, but he's the closer, right? right? And you can't and be just okay in the yeah, closer Yeah, you role. can't just be okay, especially when the especially when your team is struggling, right? And uh, because and you know because you turn very very needed wins into losses when you're in that role. And as much as I like Camilo, he just looks uncomfortable right now, and he looks a lot like first year Camilo. Right. Doesn't really trust his fastball, doesn't want to throw it, you know, and um, even in low red leverage situations and uh, and and for some reason he's not throwing the slider as much, um, which he used to, you know, was kind of his comfort pitch. Right. Remember in his first year, that was kind yeah. of his comfort pitch because it felt like the pitch that he could control. Um, but then it just became too predictable. Right. Um, yep. So. So we really need to see him um, 
get his confidence back and 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 let that let it rip i i do th- i mean there there was one bright spot that i saw was the last strike against his save for his save against um against the tigers i think in was it in game one of the season series or I'm, i can't remember if it's the dodgers season any oh, it was it was against freeman in the in the last dodgers game and mm-hmm. sorry in the in the win they had against the dodgers where he threw a very very nasty slider uh, to strike him out, which was a which was it had a particular bite to it that I was not used to seeing out of him. So, you know, I, it would be nice to see him just rely on that pitch a little bit more as that swing and miss pitch that falls out of the strike zone, and and continue to keep them off balance with the crazy the crazy fastballs. But I do know that he has a four seam and he has a he has a cutter right. It, and it felt like last year, one of those he could control better, right? And he was throwing both because there's always something to be said about the fastball that you don't know where it's going, right? Because when you don't know where it's going, the batter doesn't know where it's going. And that can, <laughs> that can be very unnerving, right? And, and so when it's coming in at 100 miles an hour. Um, but it just seems like he's just lost it. Right, just doesn't know what he's doing, and uh, and he's lost total confidence in it. And um, yeah, we need to definitely see that improve, uh, and uh, we need to see Rogers, Taylor Rogers, improve, because if they don't, yeah, it's it's, it's not it's not looking not pretty. Good. And I, yeah, I'm looking. I was, it's early, of course, you know, in the in the minor leagues too. But uh, looking at guys that could be brought up you know Cole Waits being one and uh was it Keaton Wynn maybe the other um those are guys that uh you know are on the 40 man that could be brought up to supplement the bullpen and both of them are actually kind of struggling to start the season Mm. and don't have um, some really (laughs) great numbers so so it doesn't I mean it's just like everything you know in that respect nothing is going really right for for the Giants. Um so I'm what I'm going to propose Ben is just you know Tyler Rogers just pitches like the 6th, 7th, 8th and ninth every every Who every are game. you? I what? I don't even know who you are. You hate Desperate me. times call for desperate measures Ben. I mean All don't right? get me wrong. Tyler's one of the great relievers in the game. But you hate Tyler. I don't know only, if you only because he, only because he just makes me so uncomfortable with his like <laughs> seventy five mile per hour like underhand lobs. But <laughs> hey, you know the numbers don't lie. He has a zero ERA on the season yeah, right now. Well, yeah, and uh, so yeah, so just you know go with him, man. Just right. Keep, it's keep... it's Alexander and Tyler Rogers. And I mean, two years ago, he look. appeared in like eighty five games or something like that. Let's make it like ninety five, a hundred. <laughs> Let's just keep throwing them out there now. <laughs> Uh well, I would rather see Taylor and uh and Doval put it together and Brebia put it together or they get rid of Brebia. Right? Yeah. Like and, and 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 start rotating people through. Um but if that doesn't happen, I, I think that's really the linchpin of this team. If the bullpen doesn't improve, then um that's just as bad as the injury situation in the outfield, right? If not worse. Right? Because this was supposed to be a strength. And right now it's a weakness. And, um, it, you know, it, it, we just got to see these guys start playing better. Um, there's not a lot of movement that's going to happen here. It's it's really Brebbia. Yeah, you can rotate jelly with other people. Stripling eventually would probably be on the fence. But there's who, who are you going to get? Yeah, you're going to call up minor leaguers. You're going to get retreads. You're going to get cast-offs from other teams who are performing poorly. We 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 need, you're you're not going to find salvation in any of those places. You yeah. really really need 
these guys to find themselves. Well, and the only, the only one that could be someone that could save us, or I don't save us a big one, I'm not going to say save us, but could help us, is Luke Jackson, who they assigned during the offseason, but started the year on the 60-day IL. So he's not able to start uh, until probably, what, June, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we got to ride with who we got for a while here. Yeah. We just, I mean, the thing is, we just need one or two of these guys to turn it around. Yeah. Right. I need, I need that like awesome pitching or uh, coaching staff to actually coach them up. Let's just, let's just do that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now the like, banister doesn't like worry about his vaccines. He needs to like get in there and like, you know, work his magic. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm getting a little salty, Ben. Get a little you are salty. getting a salty. You are getting salty. Well, yes. okay. The, so the Matthew, Fernet Sour is 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 making me a little all salty. Right. Today. All right. Well, the last thing that is hurting the Giants is is the defense. So offensive. So offensive. <laughs> the defense has been pretty offensive. Oh, it's been so offensive. So I'm but, I'm offended. Ben by watching well, this defense. I'm not mainly offended. because they told us how it was going to be so much better this year. Who and... told you that? Farhan. He's a Farhan's a liar. <laughs> what did I tell uh, you? What did I tell you all preseason? Uh, something about how they weren't going to be great. Their, this defense was going to suck. It was going to be clunky, right? And you know what? Actually, Matthew, they're not that bad. Let me let me pull up the stats for you. Okay. There's a stat yes. called Please, defensive. Make me feel better about this. All right. There's a all stat right. called defensive runs saved. Okay. Okay. So they've saved but, a lot of runs, is what you're saying. Well, look, I didn't say they were good. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 It's more like it's more like they haven't given up that many runs. What I'm saying is, is that okay. Their defense sucks, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but, oh, but it's so hard being optimistic, isn't but, it? Ben? <laughs> but but it is it is real hard. It's real hard to be optimistic. But they're only twentieth in the league, Matthew. Oh. They're not they're not thirtieth. Okay. Right? They're only the, at the beginning of the worst third. They're only the the <laughs> Well, they're at the end of the middle third. They're in the middle third. They're not in the worst 10. Okay. Uh, they have negative 11 uh, defensive runs saved. Sorry, not negative 11. Negative four defensive runs saved. Negative 11 would be the worst. <laughs> That's A's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which, which, which is to like, that is not what we see on the field, is it? It doesn't feel like they're mid- middling. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is because it turns out that when they do make a defensive mistake, it really, really hurts. Because even though they're 20th in defensive runs saved, they're dead last in unearned runs. The Giants Mm. have given up 14 unearned runs, tied only with the Colorado Rockies, who gave up some today, I believe who have played a game more than the Giants or possibly even two games more than the Giants. The Giants are giving up an unearned run for every game that they play. They're spotting their opponents a run for every game they play. Well, when you put it like that... Well, so, I mean, here's the thing about unearned runs. It's like when you make one error to end an inning that would have ended the inning... All of the runs that score in that inning after that are considered unearned. 
Right. So it's a little bit of it's not this is why it's not a perfect defensive stat. But what it does demonstrate is that when the Giants make mistakes, they're at the worst possible times. Right. It's like uh, it's like David VR when he was playing second base because Tyro Estrada, your second baseman, was in left field. Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi, I hate you. But that being said, David VR makes a stupid mistake and he throws to third to try to get the free runner out at third, which has to be a perfect bang, bang, tag him out play when the easy outs at first. You know, you have Blake Sable um, making a three. And that wasn't even an error, quite frankly, because it was it was he was called a hit. But then you had Crawford's two errors. And it's just like they're making these errors that are just devastatingly damaging to the team. And I don't know what to call that. Is that bad luck? Is that... It's bad defense, Ben. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what it is. It's bad defense. And they said, you know, they said it was going to get better. It didn't, you know. But Gabe, Gabe, Gabe talked about it after the game yesterday, and he said, we, we just have to work on. Well, there's no point in talking about it. What? <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. likes the vibe. He likes the vibe. Uh, I think oh. he didn't mention the vibe at all. So I don't think he likes the vibe, Matthew. No, no. But he did say we. Not like he did vibe. say we we can't dwell on it, which means I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um. We just have to work on it. And here's my thing. Uh, you can't. You can't fix. Ugly. And this defense yeah. is ugly. It's not going to be fixed. Well, I mean, these guys have been playing baseball their whole lives. You think in the span of a couple of weeks they're going to get better at a position? Like, I just, yeah. like, no. You you came in, you you rolled the dice on your god-awfully defensive team was going to be at least average. And the numbers say, okay, they're not as bad as they were last year, but the fact that they make their errors at the worst possible time and have, like you said, one they're giving them one run a game? I mean, how do you win a game when you're down one to nothing before you even field the first pitch? I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. it's just like, like I want to give Zaidi credit for some of the, the decisions that he's made and, and building the roster and all that. But the fact that he just doesn't value defense at all. Nope. Just, you know, I, yeah. I mean, and I don't, I don't necessarily, it's not sexy. Foot, you know, defense defense doesn't like sell tickets and all that. But apparently it wins games. Yeah. And and we're, you know, I just the fact that he's like, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and still has the, the, just the blinders on when it comes to fielding a team that can play defense is is maddening. Yeah, and and I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, well, my I brain, will tell you my, this: the cognitive dissonance, Ben, is great. <laughs> well, you did say one thing. You you said it's not sexy, it's not beautiful. It'd be good defense. I would beg to differ. I I think great defense can be sexy. Ozzie Smith, you know, um, and plenty of other great defensive players. But I will tell you this about bad defense: bad def- defense makes people turn the the TV off. That's it true. makes it makes people get up out of their seats and walk out of the stadium. I've seen it happen, right? Bad defense late in a game makes people leave the leave the stadium. Yeah. It makes them throw their remote. It makes them turn the TV off because it's ugly to watch. Because when you see it happen, you're like, "That's not what baseball's supposed to be. That's not supposed to happen," right? 
And yeah, uh, when your left fielder stumping around like he's a baby giraffe, and I yeah. use that like I mean he looked like Brandon Belt, you know <laughs> that, that one he where he got he nicknamed was... the baby giraffe, but ten times worse. Yeah, he like, did. Like yeah. it just he looked like a he looked like a drunken left fielder, dude. Like like he <laughs> could have been us after one of our podcasts, like right. just trying to catch right. a fly ball out there. Well, and and here's the other thing is it's like you know we were talking about David VR making that error. We're talking about Blake Sable making his his mistake out in in left field. One of those guys is supposed to be a third baseman. And one of those guys, you said, when you drafted him, you said he was going to be a catcher. And where did they make those mistakes? How are you supposed to get better? How are you supposed to work at something when you're being put in a position to fail? Kapler is putting these guys in positions to fail. And I know maybe that's Farhan telling him to do that, or maybe that's how the thing is designed. Maybe that was the intent. So, you know, maybe Kapler is just following orders or whatever. But you're putting people in positions to fail. And that is the worst kind of leadership. It, the, the defense, like, if you're going to go, if you're going to roll the dice with these bad defensive choices, at least let them stay at their position. You know? And I get it. Like, I get it. Injuries, you know, uh, they mess things up. I mean, you have guys like Austin Wins who just get tired of you jerking them around and finally elect free agency and sign with the Dodgers rather than stay in your organization because, you know, because they don't want to be your personal yo-yo. Uh, yeah, so it's hard, you know. It's, it's hard when people don't let you jerk them around like that. And so you got limited choices. I get it. But, man, come on. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I don't know. You, you're right. It's a cognitive dissonance. What is there to say? What is there to do about it? Like, I'm here. I am complaining about it. And I knew the defense was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad, like, since since all of the free agents were signed, you know, two months ago. And still, it's just irritating. Um. So, yeah. Well, anyway, that's why the Giants are sucking. And but the the upside is, I think, you know, I think the bullpen can turn it around. I don't know what's going to happen with the injuries. I'm very worried that they're going to continue. But the bad defense. That's not going anywhere. It's going to be here all year. All right, Matthew, I think it's time for the trivia question answer. All right. Oh, shake off this funk, Ben. All right. The trivia question was, name the last four pitchers to receive a contract of five or more years from the San Francisco Giants. Oh, my God. I got one. Yes. You got one. You said Matt Cain at the end. You threw his name in there. And yes, he was one of them. Uh, in 2012, he signed a five-year, $130 million contract. Uh, that didn't end well, but hey, they, they rewarded their homegrown ace at the time and, uh, you know, and uh, obviously a forever giant. The second one was, so there were four, the answer, there were four. Um, so Madison Bumgarner, mm-hmm. also 2012, five years, 35 million. Like, and, uh, with a two club option year. So it ended up being a seven year contract. Uh, that Baumgartner wasn't a huge number. I was surprised to see that. Wow. This is, 
This is according to Spotrack, so if, if the numbers are wrong, that's that's their, that's on them. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, then the third one was Jeff Samarja, signed a five-year, $90 million contract in 2016, also aged poorly. And then Johnny Cueto, also in 2016, signed a six-year, $130 million contract, uh, which, you know, for the Giants didn't necessarily end great. But Johnny had a couple of good seasons with the Giants um, and then pitched pretty well last year after he left. So uh, who knows? But anyway, that is the Giants' history of five-plus years before our boy Logan Webb signed his five-year contract extension this year, um, which kind of goes to show you there's not one of those there by the end of the contract where you're like, wow, we need that guy is doing great. And um, with the exception of arguably with Madison Bumgarner, but the price was right for him. And the others were considered, um, you know, poor, poor contracts by the end of their, their tenure. So that was an amazing contract for the Giants. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's 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 unbelievable. Um, yeah. So good old Brian Sabian, you know, definitely got some value out of that contract. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kane, Yeah, that 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 was a little late in the career. Um, it seemed like he was being rewarded for yeah I'm past sure. performance than yeah. than future, and uh, yeah, he had one good year, and then that was it. The yep. last, the last, uh, last. Well, I guess all five years of that contract weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> all five years were not good. Oh, wait, did he do a five years plus? No, it was yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, so that's the answer to the trivia question. Uh, looking ahead, Ben, we've got uh, some new cocktails coming out on Thursday. I am doing a, co- a cocktail called the Scofflaw. So come learn more about on our happy hour episode about that and the history of the word Scofflaw and maybe learn a new word that uh, we made up, uh, which, you know, uh, has about uh, that talks about uh, drunken podcasting. So Ooh. stay tuned for that. What, what are you drinking next week? Ah, uh, just a peach. Just a peach. Because sometimes it's just a peach. It's not an emoji. <laughs> That's right. So Ben's got a bourbon cocktail called Just a Peach. Opponents-wise, as you mentioned, I think, at the beginning of the show, we got the Marlins. That's right. Who are 8-8 eight and eight so far this season. So, um, you know, uh, Jazz, our, our boy Jazz, hasn't been playing so well. Um and uh, and then their their stud pitcher Alcantara uh, hasn't been pl- pitching well, but the Giants. I think will he not lost face today him. <laughs> again. He's not been good, but the Giants won't face him either way. Uh, uh, then, uh, but the one player that has been doing well is Luis. Uh, Arez. Last name? I Arez? think it's Arez. 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 Yeah. Arez. Like that. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to be the guy that's uh, annihilating the Giants and taking two out of three from them. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, you know, uh, be be prepared for that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then they play the Mets at home. Which, uh, you know, the, the high-priced Mets, who are actually have a 10-6 record, um, after going, they're beating up on the Padres and A's this yeah. last week. They they, uh, they, yeah. two, they took two out, of, two out of three from the Padres, and then they did what they should do against the A's. Yeah, I mean, um, the A's look like a double-A team. Yeah, you know, the compared A's, to yeah. Them. It, was, it was ugly. I wish we could play the A's soon. Um, yeah, and then the Mets will face the Dodgers before coming to San Francisco, and... And pretty much all the names you expect to be doing well for the Mets are doing well for the Mets. 
one name that you might find it interest. Well, see, it loses a little bit of interest now that Jock's not on the uh, active roster. But Tommy Pham is returning to San Francisco since the first time since the slap, I believe. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see Giants fans greeting good old Tommy yeah, when right. he comes to play. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, for those of you who go, because I won't be there, uh, give Tommy a boo for me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're wrapping up our podcast, uh, guys. If you uh, uh, follow us on social media, that's at Giant Cocktails on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon, where we post our recipes, uh, have a little banter, try to have fun on Twitter. So give us a follow there. Uh, Also, if you could uh, rate and review our podcast on your podcast listening device or platform. That would be great. It does really help us. And also be good to know what you like and and, and maybe even don't like about the podcast because we're always looking to, to make changes and improve. So uh, do that. Uh, and then until then, we will see you on Thursday for happy hour and next Monday again for our next episode of Giants Cocktails. So Ben, until then, it was good chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>